Working Interferences is intended for mature audiences. Since the hosts never grew up, someone needs to be the adult. Welcome to Working Interferences with Lance and Holly, the dental advice podcast for the average dentist. Here is Lance and Holly. Welcome back, Working Interferences listeners. I'm your host, Lance Timmerman, and joined again with my beautiful wife, Holly. Hello. It's, uh, it's again, it seems to be a, a recurring thing. It's been a hot minute. It's been a, a bit. Didn't we just do this last week? No. Oh. We did not. It's, it's right, been, it's been enough where people are like, is this going away? So, um, so no, uh, it's just that it's summertime and, uh, I get, um, I have a adult onset ADD and so, um, <laughs> shit happens. I get sidetracked and I forget and it's a thing. It's a thing. It is a thing. So what's, what's new? Cause there seem to be a, enough things that happen just day to day where we're like, oh shit, we should, let's talk about this. Unfortunately, I don't take notes. And, um, yeah, I don't either. And then I forget. And then it's like, oh, oh, yeah. Oh, when, oh. when we're all done, you're going to go, oh, we were going to talk about, yeah, fuck. So trust me, there, there's enough to bitch about. I went and I met with a, a new lab technician that, uh, had lunch with him and I got, uh, I, somehow I, I said something. Eventually it led to my admission that there's a podcast <laughs> and he's like, oh, really? So I started explain well i kind of just vent and talk shit about dentistry and he starts laughing he's like oh my god we're you know we might be new best friends because he he he's a lab tech of course he can relate to uh talking shit about dentists so um he just thought it was only amongst lab techs and not amongst dentists as well and i'm like no 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 trust me i hate a lot of dentists too (laughs) we all do it so speaking of uh, other dentists i'm going to be going to a conference in a couple weeks put on by a periodontist pussy that actually is one of my few periodontists that I actually like, uh, Scott Froome, a uh, longtime listener, never caller, but uh, he's putting on, a, it's called the PIA Symposium. And so I thought for sure, initially I was like, oh my God, speaking my language, a pain in the ass conference. Sure. No, it's a periodontal um, implant, uh, something, actually I should, I should know what the name of this thing is, is Well, called. the gist of it is <laughs> identifying unknown implants. Yeah, th- this time, because I asked him, um, there was some sort of little bit of a conflict, and I texted him saying, hey, um, are you putting this on again later? And he goes, well, if I did, it, it would be about um, crown lengthening or, or something like that. It was going to be something completely different. Um, so what you're saying is no. You're that not is exactly. It. It's the Perio Implant Advisory. PIA is Perio Implant Advisory. So I'm a, I subscribe to his newsletter. I get emails uh, on a regular basis, and he, he shares case. Scrap Room is a fan. He's in Manhattan. Those that don't know, uh, he's a longtime contributor to Dental Economics Magazine. He's a periodontist in um, in Manhattan. So talk about uh, competitive. I mean, of all, that's that's one city that's just. I don't want to say cutthroat. There's just so many, just in sheer volume, yeah. which is both good and bad. Um, so uh, I actually met him for the first time face to face at a, um, a CE event uh, that was locally here uh, last March, early March. He was there, and um, so stayed in contact ever since. And so when you shared that email of him in this conference, I'm like, well, shit, yeah, I, I think that's a great idea. So I will be going. So if there's any listeners out there that were considering 
going to a symposium or a conference or something. Nashville, 26th and 27th of August, and uh, at the Doubletree Hilton, right there across the river from Top Golf, that I found out as I was. Is that over by Cooters? No. Oh. Um, that was kind of an East Nashville uh, okay. kind of a thing up by remember. the Grand Ole Opry. But gotcha. uh, big fan of Cooters. <laughs> <laughs> so um, come one, come all. I, I know that the... Well, this one is definitely a value. I mean, there's a lot of C that's just bullshit. <laughs> yes, there is. There's a lot that is just... You don't have a use for it. Yeah, and, and Rick Myron is going to be lecturing. He's he's the his claim to fame is the PRF. Him and Joseph Shakrun seem to not be getting along. So I think there's a turf war. I'll see some little social media barbs. Everybody on. just needs to calm the yeah. fuck down. But Rick, uh, I've I've heard him. I got his book. Actually, I'm registered for his class. This uh, continuum starting in November in uh, Fort Lauderdale, or near Fort Lauderdale. It's it's in Florida. It I think it might be. Play- Plantationville, Planton. It's no a. It's in Florida. You know that's about as far away as you can get, and unless you're going to go to Alaska or Hawaii from from Seattle, Florida is not close. So I was excited to see Rick on the um, on the docket as well. And actually, uh, a friend of mine, Alan Yassine, uh, puts on the um, the Perio program, the Implant Symposium or Continuum at the AGD here in Seattle. Um, he's a practitioner in Bellevue. So uh, a, a local periodontist that I actually like. So one of the few. That, I mean, people wonder. Um, I'm not going to put anything, unless I already have, <laughs> put anything on the podcast with details of why I'm not a fan of periodontists. But there are period. It's not 100%. There are some that I think are fantastic people. And Scott and Alan are, are among the, the group, the small select group. So um, just kind of throwing that out there. Um How's the week gone, Holly? With uh, any chaos at the office, more than normal, or no? It's kind of the lull. I'm waiting for the storm to hit. <laughs> oh, uh, famous last words. It's uh, it's nice and calm. Oh, it's never. It's kind of like when you you have kids and it's quiet. You're like, oh shit, something's something's gone sideways. It shouldn't be this quiet, and we don't know what it is yet. <laughs> so we had a really really slow July. But August has already turned out to to be looking good. So yeah, happy. It hasn't been busy. We just have had, you know, the right people come through. Yeah, yeah. And I, I it's funny when I talk with other dentists and, and they're describing their current situation or whatever. A lot of guys, it's they they mistake busyness with business. Uh, they they both both directions. When it's just chaos and there's just a lot going on, at, at first glance they're proud of it or happy with how busy they are. Um, but some of them will complain saying, Oh my God, I, I worked my ass off today and I saw like 40 patients and they produced like $800. And you're like, um, that's actually not good. That's a waste of your time. I, I would hate that. Uh, I mean, the day goes by faster when it's a uh, nonstop chaos. True. But, um, it's hard to keep the lights on when you're not, uh, generating enough revenue to pay overhead. And, uh, Staff salaries. Um, anyway, uh, I, I always forget to to talk about what uh, what we what our purpose here with the podcast. It's an advice show, Holly. Did you know that? I don't know who needs this <laughs> advice, but it's it's a it it's was out there. It originated as an advice show uh, where, but we could give our unique brand of advice, um, which I just mean uh, it's uh, unadulterated. 
we don't hold back, which is for good and bad, um, for better or for worse. Yeah. We find a lot of our um, material on Reddit. Reddit. Uh, I find a lot of material just in interactions on social media and uh, things like the secret shitters group that uh, you got to uh, email me or message I like me. How to get you're in. like the secret shitters group and you tell everybody <laughs> that it's a secret shitters. Well, group we only have two secret, listeners stop talking about it. <laughs> There's only two people listening. It's not, it's still not really uh, getting known. <laughs> so, um, you know what the word secret is, right? You understand. <laughs> well, I'm not good with secrets. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah. This is why we're like, I don't know how people cheat on their spouse. Because <laughs> we would be terrible cheaters. <laughs> I'm like, it's just a lot of work. And I can't remember what I did yesterday. So yeah. Uh, well, you used like... to have, at, when we had the house, you had that big thing up there. Uh, it was a quote saying, you know, always tell the truth. So you have less to remember. Or yeah, something well, like if that. If you always tell the truth, you don't have to remember anything. That's right. a Mark Twain quote. Yeah. And it's true because I'm like. <laughs> if, if you're depending on me, rem- I mean, I'm awesome with trivia. We talked about this last night. Um, yeah, trivia is great, but you want me to um, remember all the nuances of a lie, and there's no chance no. of hell. See, I can't, like I said, I can't remember what I did yesterday. If I had a, had a told a lie and then had to re back it up, I'd be like, just yeah. take me to jail. Yeah, yeah, just fuck it. Um, yeah. Take so, me to jail. So I, we brought up something that happened this week we were talking about, and and, and we had a little bit of a dis, uh, disagreement on timing of it. So I insist it was the Mandela effect. So um, I we were talking about dental insurance, and uh, that dental insurance actually doesn't exist. And I would be interested to hear other people's perspective if they saw the same thing. Because I said it never has. If you looked at Delta, it doesn't say Delta Dental Insurance on their letterhead or on their website or anywhere. Uh, anywhere, because I took the challenge. I was like, <laughs> fine, I'm going to fucking show you. And then I was like, oh my God, he's right. Yeah, uh, They refuse to call themselves insurance because insurance implies that they're planning to pay something. Right. Insurance generally is a way to pres- uh, protect you from catastrophic loss, uh, catastrophic loss. You, you, your house burns down. You've got homeowner's insurance. You have a need a triple bypass. You've got medical insurance where you pay your deductible and copay and such. And the insurance will pay the rest. Um, dental insurance doesn't exist. We have prepaid dental benefits. We've got contracted benefits, but it will, you will never get more out of it than you've ever paid into it. Therefore, uh, it's, it's just a benefit. You bought a coupon, you, you paid for a coupon that may help, but it's not going to pay more than you did. And so you're better off just financing yourself and paying yourself and everything about that. Well, because you can at least add that to your taxes and maybe you can get it as write off. You can't ever write off your premiums, mm-hmm. but you can write off whatever you've paid at the dental office. Yeah. And which is another thing that a lot of people uh, misunderstand or didn't know about or whatever. But then I, you, you were telling a patient that it was something, uh, kind of a newer development. I said, no, it's always been that way. And you were like, no, it's, it's new. And so I said, no, that's a Mandela effect. You, you are aware of it now, but it's never been different. And, um, so listeners, uh, write in, tell us what you think when, when did it change or how is it new or, or uh, tell us how it, or is it? And stop calling it insurance. Right. Well, it's a, it's just easier to speak their language if they don't understand. Well, again, you should spend I, some time. I'm already starting to have that conversation with my patients mm-hmm. when they say, do you know what my insurance covers? And I say, oh, you don't have insurance. And they say, what do you mean? Yeah. Well, you don't. It's, you have a dental plan. 
that has so many loopholes in it that their intention is to never pay anything. Mm -hmm. So if you look on their website, it will say dental plan, not dental insurance. They don't even call themselves dental insurance. So you need to stop doing it also. Mm -hmm. And part of you get the opportunity to have those conversations with, with patients that um, other offices may not really have the time uh, or care to spend it, you know, it's just easier to just go with the, kind of like the offices that everybody's a profi because they don't want to spend the time to educate them on periodontal disease and the, and the process That's itself. laziness. Yeah. There's a lot of lazy offices out there. So laziness means, okay, we're just going to call it dental insurance so we can get your, get your money and get you out the door. Yeah. But if you ever intend to get away from it, you need to quit calling it that. Right. Well, and there are offices out there that don't intend to change. Like we've gone through kind of a transformation over the past few years uh, where honestly, I'm, I'm really close to just saying, fuck hygiene. I don't want to have hygiene at all in the office. Let's just do restorative and let people go see the periodontist or something to take care of the soft tissues. Because if you have a, uh, I, I hear offices, I've been in offices where they've got like say four hygienists. Well, if you have four, that makes me want to kill myself. Well, there's definitely, you have to have systems in order to make it work because you can't have people wait. You have to stay on time and you can't have people waiting. So you're going to have, it's a strategy to it. But if you're a restorative dentist that you have to do four exams in an hour, every hour for eight hours, you don't really have time to do procedures. Yeah. When are you doing actual physical work? Or if you try to do a procedure and we've had someone just recently was thankful to us, but complaining about previous office where they went to do the dentist got him numb and then left and then came back, started drilling and then left and then came back, continued. And the whole procedure was like a couple hours, but truthfully, if they would have just stayed and got done, it would have been probably a 30 minute, 20 minute procedure, Yeah. but it extended because they don't have time to, they, they're, they got I places would to be, be so pissed. I hate that. I would be so pissed if I went to a doctor's office, got seated and the doctor kept getting up to leave mm -hmm. my appointment. And yeah. I ended up being there for an hour and a half or two hours when it, I, it's completely unnecessary. Part of it's a little bit of a holdover to poor technology that we had 20, 30 years ago. Because like if you did a root canal years ago, you would then get to a certain point and you, know, that you need an x-ray to verify what's going on. So you take the x-ray and then you have to put the film in a tank and get it developed. And even if you do it a fast developer, you're still having your assistant swish it and go from there at minimum of three minutes, more likely five to 10 each time you do that. Well, that's great. Now I have 10 minutes to go do an exam. So it wasn't hard to just keep doing more exams in between because you were having other things that needed to be delicate. Well, now we have better technology. The, the x-ray takes half a second. I mean, it's almost instant. So you don't need to leave because you can continue on and get, get it, it all done. So, um, yeah, uh, I would much rather, I, I like the way that we're doing things now where we're, we're focusing on the bigger things. I'd much rather see one person per day, maybe two. I could take care of the surgery in the morning and, and maybe an impression in the afternoon or something. Like if you're doing an arch of all on X, uh, the productivity is enough to, to replace other people that aren't coming in. So you can, you can have a staff of much, much less and much less means fewer personalities to manage. Thank God. Uh, fewer issues of someone got sick or has a family matter or, or whatever. However, 
the the flip side is if you only had two employees and then one did have an issue and couldn't come in, whether it be COVID or a death in the family or or what, that's pretty disruptive. So it's not all peaches and roses and all that. So that's the way that I'm making the direction of the practice uh, now is more and more less dependent on big teams. So, yeah, because the teams aren't there and those that are there are crap. Well, and the thing that sucks right now is, is there's so many openings and some people, so many people left the industry. So it's but hard the, to replace. There's a ton of people who just got into the industry and are completely taken advantage of Oh, yeah. The fact that everybody's acting desperate. Stop acting desperate. Yeah. Quit giving in to those hygienists that want $100 an or hour. Or assistants. If they don't fucking have actually any dental experience, they don't deserve 25 or $30 an hour. Mm-hmm. That's ridiculous. Stop yeah. being desperate because nobody likes desperate people. They take advantage of them. And they have no respect for them. So if you act desperate or insecure or know that nobody respects that, nobody likes that, Mm -hmm. and you're just a target. So if someone comes to you and is like, yeah, I have like 20 seconds of experience and I want $30 an hour. Go fuck yourself. Get out of my (laughs) office before I beat you in the head. Mm -hmm. Hopefully we did a better job of screening them. We had an ad going out recently trying to replace a treatment coordinator. And I want a treatment coordinator, someone that can be the concierge, present cases. You can't do what I'm asking with zero experience. But even if you have experience, if it's only been in a HMO or DM DSO uh, environment, you you've never you don't have any experience for our office. You are all you're able to do is speak the language. You know what a DO on twelve is. That's all you know. But maybe maybe. But I mean, uh, if you had actually had like a car salesman, if you you used to sell cars, you're more more fitting to the job than someone with 20 years of experience knowing how to do chairside assistance. I don't give two shits if you got 20 years. It, and we had one, <laughs> wasn't even 20 years in a row. Actually, it was nine years on her resume. Well, about nine years ago, she had three months experience in a dental office and then uh, just recently went back into dentistry. And so she's been working in dentistry for another three or four months now and responded. But then on the, the little checkbox of it, it says nine years experience. No, it isn't. You, you practiced dentistry when you weren't working at a dental office. You, you didn't even have. You don't even have six months experience. So in a row does actually matter. Uh, I I blocked her. I don't want to ever meet this person. If you're going to be that creative with 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 things, your wording, what what else are you kind of technically semantics uh, is makes it true, but it's not. Yeah. Fuck you. I, I don't. I don't even want to meet you. So crazy. yeah. So. Crazy. Hate people. Anyway, uh, something got up, brought up recently, uh, a situation. We have a, a listener who, um, we, I got some privileged uh, info on their scenario. They no longer work in a, this, this is a dentist. And I'm, I'm curious what other listeners think about this, this scenario. Whose patient is it? If you're the associate and you're not the practice owner, but you're working in an, in an office and you treat somebody. So you are the provider. They are your patient. But the practice owner, where do they stand on uh, culpability? Not culpability, but the, whose patient is, is it their patient too? They may have never met this patient. Is it now, if you then leave the office, 
You no longer work there. Maybe you've even left the, the state. Uh, maybe you left the country. I mean, it, you're, you're not there. And, and you're far enough away that it's not just, hey, can you, like, you, you didn't just leave the practice and now you're working 10 miles away and you can come in on your day off to fix a case that, that went sideways or whatever. Um, what's your level of responsibility? So this, this one, one of the situations was a person had um, a, a denture with locators. So it snaps in place. And the, the locators, it was just a little too snug. Um, I don't know if you knew this, Holly, but locators, they, the dentures that snaps in place, they have different colors. And every color has a different level of retention. One pound, three pounds, five pounds. And it's kind of a, a game of trial and error to find out what's you're most comfortable with. Ideally, you have something that's, that's super solid, secure. Yeah, but if you can't get it out, then that's going to become a problem. So you, you want something that can pop in and out just easy enough to be done, but not so easy that it comes out with certain foods. Yeah. So the person had a complaint uh, that it was too tight and needed to be replaced. Well, the, the, the employer dentist um, wants the access or accessibility to the former employee to be able to text them, message them, uh, call them at any time indefinitely. I, I, I don't remember how long it's been since they've left this practice. It's, it's been over six months. Okay. So I don't know if it's uh, uh, been a year yet. Um, but should this employer have that type of accessibility? Should they expect that person to return uh, at their own expense to fly in and, and fix all this? So a little bit of background on this. So this guy had done his kind of an internship working for this other office. No, it wasn't an internship. Or So he was an associate, whatever. Just, he just worked there. Okay. And then left the actual physical country and moved to another country. So it's not like he's 35 miles away or, you know, 10 miles away. And they kept $10,000 of his money to deal with any issues. Yeah. Remakes, re replacements that come across within the first year or whatever mm -hmm. of any of his, his past patients. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's important information for you to know yeah. when you're asking this question, they don't have any fucking right to contact him unless he had terrible chart notes. Mm -hmm. If they have to fucking remake it, guess what? That's why you kept his $10,000 mm -hmm. to remake the goddamn case. There's no conversation that needs to be had mm -hmm. in regards to a partial my, my feeling is if the, if you had a filling that, that sucked and needs to be replaced, fine. It gets replaced, but it's going to come out of the 10000 So the, the patient shouldn't have to pay for the replacement of that filling. If it was done last month, that's too soon. If it was five years ago, no, the patient gets to pay again. It's, it's, it's just a non-issue. Um, it's dentistry. Nothing in dentistry lasts forever, so you have to assume it's going to be replaced at some point. So one month, that's a little too soon. Sure, take it out of that fund. $10,000. Um, but don't the, the the former dentist should have the the right usually it's you have the right to come back to redo it otherwise you just pay for whatever the remake is um just to make things easier um in my mind you're done you've moved on the if you want to if that practice wants to keep that patient the only part where it might get a little bit more of a gray area or there's responsibility, if there was something that need, that that escalated to the level of a board complaint, okay, yeah, the former dentist would, would need to be able to defend himself, uh, should be a part of it. You, you certainly want to quell everything be, before it escalates to that, 
But if it is to that, there is, yeah, he's responsible at that point. But so is the practice owner. The practice owner is a part of that. It's just like a hygienist. If a hygienist leaves and she had done something with the, uh, to the patient. Now, the only thing that I'm wondering is if he is like so many of the practice owners that we know here in Washington, where they don't know how to fucking practice. Yeah. Some of these guys are, they're practice owners and they have a dental license, but they don't practice at all. So when they're brought something and they don't have another associate to pawn it off on, they now are stuck with having to deal with it and they don't fucking know how to do their goddamn job. Yeah. I was, I was asking if they even knew how to switch out locators, change from blue to pink or whatever color that was the right one. Do they know how? Um, one reason why I hate locators is I don't want stuff that it's resilient. It wears out. It, they, they, they come back no matter how soon or, or long it is before you replace it. The patient doesn't like how, the frequency. Yeah. It seems like this, this was too soon. Even if you would have said, oh, wow, we got a full year before they need to replace. I'm coming back every year. Wait, no, that's what we, we had this discussion. They never remember that you told them. That what they really want is something more like like a Deutsch removable bridge where it it slides on something telescopic it stays but still is removable, um, but you don't have parts that you are planning to replace routinely. So um, anyway, those listening, what do you think? Uh, does the former does the employer have any? They they kept referring to well, this is your patient that I'm happy to see. No, it's your so patient. So this is your patient, it's our patient that you acquired and had me see for you. Mm-hmm. That is the it's the associate saw your patient on your behalf. behalf, and so and that's what this guy needs to say to him mm-hmm. is, oh no no no, I'm sorry, you misunderstand. You own the practice. You own the patients. I assisted you in seeing your patient. This is not my patient because it's not my practice. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he needs to be a little bit more aggressive on his end to set the boundaries. But, yeah. Oh, we saw. Uh, I Sometimes I, I see things on social media, clinical stuff, clinical dental groups, and something's obvious to me, but then I, I wonder, wait, is it, it's obvious to me because I'm a dentist. Is it obvious to a non-dentist? Now, Holly, you actually have... And the answer is yes. Sometimes. But I mean, you have more knowledge than the average bear because you've been around me for as long as you have. And so even when I show things, it's obvious to you too. It still might not be obvious to many others. We had, a, and I'll put it in the show notes, or actually, no, I'm going to post the picture um, in the uh, comments on, um, Facebook, cause I don't think I can post a picture in show notes. I don't know. Or you could post a link, tried. link to it or something. Anyway, it was a picture. It was a CBCT of an implant that I, I'm sure looks great on. This is, this is why I think dentists that just use PAs to take, to do their implants. You're a fucking moron. You, you need, you, if you're new implants, you have to have a CBCT. You can't take PAs because I'm sure the x-ray of a PA of this implant probably looked great. But when you look at the CBCT, it was the, the, the implant was not even in the bone. No, it was in the bone and the first three threads of uh, coronally. But then because of the angulation of the, the premaxilla uh, and the, the curvature of, of it, it like starts in bone, but the apex is 
out of bone. And it's not just a little bit. If, if it was a, an 11 millimeter implant, nine millimeters is out of bone. It has a neck of bone around it. So it probably had some stability. You probably, they probably had a little bit of, of, of resistance as they were torquing it. Um, but it was mostly not in bone. Now, shit happens to all of us. I don't, I'm not proud, but I had an implant where I placed it. And then I took my CBCT before I let the patient go. And shit, it was kind of like that. It, it had fenestrated and just, and I thought something felt weird. So that was another reason I took the, the CBCT. It was like, that just felt weird. So the clinician, it was done a week ago. The person that posted it said, this was done last week. What would you do? Um, so, so I was wondering, is this obvious? And, and Holly confirmed that, yeah, that's obvious that it's, it's not good. Yeah. That was a little bit like, um, this is, this is the definition of the less, you know, the more success you have. Oh, a thousand percent. <laughs> this, Cause this other dentist probably thinks oh, well, I'm pretty he, fucking awesome. Yeah. He took a BPA and from the probably. front of it, it looks perfect. <laughs> you go to the side and you realize that more than three fourths of it is not even in bone. Yeah. So I had, I had responded and the per the, the original poster, uh, it seemed like they might've taken offense. It's really hard. To, the written word is hard to tell the nuances of speech and things. So that's why you don't really want to do important things with texting and, and such. But I said uh, that they should call the previous dentist because they, they were, they made a referral to the oral surgeon. I thought, wow, you know, why, why even, they just didn't want to even get involved. I'm like, well, the patient found you as a second opinion. You're involved because you're, you're there. Now you're, you're limited by making a referral to let, all you've done is pass the buck to let the oral surgeon have the conversation. And I, I got the feeling they didn't even tell the patient how fucked up it was. They just pussied out and act like a periodontist and send them on to someone else. I said, just call the previous dentist and they should say something along the lines. I, if it was me that had placed that, I would certainly like to be made aware because yeah. I certainly don't want to find out the first, the first inkling that something was wrong is a board complaint. Yeah. That, that would suck. Well, but also the only way they're going to have a board complaint is if another dentist is a dickhead. Yeah. That, that was going to be my point. And was, doesn't bring it to you instead makes talk shit about you to the patient and yeah. encourages them because we do have a set of Dr. Ann periodontic pussies yeah. oh. that did that in the Seattle area. And yeah, one of the reasons why I think periodontists suck is because the, the tag team, this other general yeah, dentist that were basically and it, it's, general dentist who I see I'll bump into from time to time and they act like we're best friends. Well, oh, how are you? And the, and, but they you. don't know that all of the documentation yeah. was shared with you during a board complaint that you won. But yeah, let, let's let everyone know that I had a board complaint. Okay. Leave it out. There. <laughs> well, it won. So, I mean, I'm going to leave it out. Leave but, it in, but. but the the thing that's bullshit is you've got the Washington dental association who thinks that this guy's a, walks on water and he's truly a piece of shit. Oh, he's an absolute piece of shit. He is, he is a bottom dragger of dentistry. He's the reason I have this little button. Right. Pussy, 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 but pussy, pussy, the pussy, dentist pussy. who works with this guy, uh-huh. who they've been tag teaming so they can get more work off of other dentists. Yeah. When I talked to the attorney, they said that they had six cases they were defending and it was this periodontist, this periodontist and this team. dentist team were riled everybody up to it. And Nobody wins in this situation. 
because now you've got patients. Does this contributes to the patients that say that dentists suck? That I hate dentists. Dentist. They don't trust us. They, other colleagues, you know, don't protect people that are dangerous. And and this person may not. I, I would love to hear the story of how this implant went. Uh, and now the good news, it's only a week ago. If you send the patient back, Hey, it should be an easy fix. I don't worry. I got your back. I said, I said, it, you know, things happen, but you know, this needs to be replay, re- removed. It should back right out. It hasn't integrated. It's yeah. easy to just remove. Right. So the, the dentist that passed it on to oral surgeon was kind of a pussy because they could have just said, Hey, you know, this doesn't look right. I can take it out or you can go back to the other dentist. You know, if you want to spread goodwill, here's a karma thing. Get some points in karma. Take it out for them and then graft it. Do it at no charge. I would do this at no charge. Because there's an easy way to do it. All you have to do is say, you know, they sent the x-ray and it looks great. When we took our x-ray, we Mm -hmm. actually took it at a different angle. And I'm concerned about it. And I know your dentist will be concerned about it, too. Mm -hmm. So I think the best solution is for us to maybe back it out and... Let's let's Replace let it heal it. Yeah. And, and we can we we'll can go graft back it in. up and mm-hmm. but would you like me because it, it, it's possible they came for a second opinion because they've already lost faith and they're, they'll never go back because you don't want to say hey take care of that because we have a patient where we were going to do an implant and, she, and she's got some things that I need to talk to her about and she's no show I don't the longer she waits the worse the situation is becoming so there should be a sense of urgency like let's get this fixed before because you don't want to have them wait so long it actually integrates right and now you've got a defect now it's a pain in the ass. Um, but if you're just taking out right now, graft it, it's, it's actually a super easy fix. Might but, need a denser bird to expand or something. But but as as colleagues, if you have the frame of mind of there's a scarcity mentality, so I need to make this guy look like shit so I can have his patient. Uh, here's the newsflash. You don't look better. Mm-hmm. And you will eventually, it will blow up in your face. Yeah. And you, not saying you need to have, you know, somebody who's clearly doing malpractice, but you need to be able to tell a patient, you know, don't, no, he didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. This happens quite a bit in dentistry because it's unpredictable. Yeah. We can plan it to the millimeter. And it's still unpredictable. We still cannot guarantee a hundred percent that it's going to integrate. It's going to do whatever. Mm-hmm. You can do everything perfectly and still have it not integrate. Yeah. And, but you guys need to not have a scarcity mentality. If you have a scarcity mentality that you're afraid of one, losing your patient or two, having the patient go back to their original dentist to have it fixed mm-hmm. and not have the work done with you. Mm-hmm. That's you need to really look at yourself in that scenario mm-hmm. because it's the, the, what goes around comes around. Oh, Someday somebody's going to have an x-ray of, of something you does. did. And, always and does. It, do you want them throwing you under the bus or do you want them to just kind of help it out and, and say nice things about you so that uh, moving forward, everybody wins. If this person truly is dangerous, maybe help them. Um, yeah, have a conversation with them. Odds are they're not going to be open to the help. No, but you can call somebody and say, hey, just so you know, your patient came in. Mm-hmm. I took an x-ray from a different angle. This is what's happening. I just want you to know that I asked them to come back here and have you take a look at it. Yeah. 
Yeah. It, it's one of those things it, it right now it's, it's kind of a nothing and it's a super easy fix and everybody will win in the end. If you just kind of just take care of it and, and finish, fix it. If it's also the kind of thing that you can really say the wrong thing and it can escalate to a really, really ugly, um, scenario. And the, the, per, the original poster saying, I just don't want to get involved. You're involved. If it gets to a board complaint and litigation, and everything, you're going to be a part of it. And now it's going to cost you time out of the office or personal time or whatever. You're part of it. So how much do you really want to invest later on? Or do you want to invest, you know, half hour right now and, and just fix it to help it, whatever, whatever it takes. Cause it is the kind of thing that, man, you could easily just back this thing out and, and, and do a socket graft. Uh, it, it, even if you, if you graft nothing, it's still going to heal uneventfully and, and, and be fine. So, um, anyway, there's but, our soapbox. Of, but, but also just know if you are a piece of shit mm-hmm. and you are doing this kind of shit, like this periodontist and dentist did mm-hmm. in the Seattle area, just know it's not a secret. Oh, yeah. When you come up to me and you smile and shake my hand and good old boys club, just know I am hoping somebody stabs you a million times and then throws you in front of a train and karma will. Eventually. Do you mean metaphorically or literally? I Either way. <laughs> Dealer's choice. Because <laughs> that sounds... Um... I actually don't disagree. So, um, but that's the thing is I, I always find it interesting whenever we're in a situation where this is one reason you don't like going to dental meetings. Yes. Because I am not nearly as diplomatic. I uh-huh. have to very, I have to distance myself because I have no filter. That's why I try to Botox you as much as I can. Just kind of hide some of your feelings, but, but you know, you know, we know the the heads of the Washington Dental Association, and I'm sitting there thinking, how the fuck do you promote this guy? Yeah. Because he, he is literally a piece of shit. Well, uh, I think a lot of specialists, uh, it, it comes with a lot of assumptions and privileges. But the dentist isn't a specialist. No, no he's not. Um, and he's teamed up with this specialist mm-hmm. and have been slandering doctors all over town mm-hmm. for... Well, part of it, he's trying to be involved in the leadership, uh, organized dentistry. Right. And so so they, it, those are the people yeah. that need to be shut down. You don't need that kind... That's like yeah. voting for... Po- career politicians. Yeah. Uh, they're, this is why DC is corrupt and everything. Do you really want more garbage in DC or do you or want any Or uh, anybody who's in charge of your profession. Right. So translate it over to the dental board and dental industry. I want people that are real. This is why I don't trust people that are on the lecture circuit that don't practice anymore. Or we got some dentists out there that are multi, uh, the, the social media influencers. Well, that got rid of their practice and they don't practice at all. So I don't want an advice from someone who failed as a practice owner. I want someone who's actually there practicing. I'll listen to you. Give me some advice. But those that there was this one female dentist that uh, she's now a motivational speaker for in, in dentistry. Uh, you know what? You don't motivate me for shit. I don't, I don't trust a fucking thing out of your mouth. So, well, and I laughed so hard because <laughs> there is somebody that we know that was just on a podcast spewing about shit about implants and he doesn't even place implants. <laughs> yeah. Why does he have a fucking opinion? Yeah, it doesn't place, but talking about placement. Yeah, it was I'm like it was funny. 
what the actual fuck? And people are actually listening to this shit and well, paying him it, to do shit. He doesn't do any of it. <laughs> I, yeah. I'm well, like, I didn't. To be fair, we didn't listen to the podcast. Are people <laughs> in all industries this ignorant? I want to say yes. Because. <laughs> It is startling to me, people. Startling. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Anyway, we should probably wrap it up. Uh, otherwise... Always ranted yeah, enough. Yeah, we were getting all all discombobulated. Is that the word? I don't know. Something. 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 So, uh, if people had, want to respond, where would they find you, Holly? Uh, Globetrotter Grub. That's on, on Instagram. Instagram. Okay. Or Winterferences on Instagram. Okay. And that's about it. That's about it. Yeah, that's okay. about it. Yeah, I'll post the picture on the the Instagram. The winterference is on Instagram, so that it'll just be a separate thing. Uh, so those listening will know what it is. Those that don't listen and just see it will just kind of go, "What the fuck is that?" You'll know. So it's an insider thing. It's our little secret. Secrets. So I'm terrible secret. with secrets. 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 Um, I can be found on Instagram at dr timmerman dmd. Uh, Twitter as well, same handle dr timmerman dmd. Um, other than that, uh, feel free to send us an email, workinginterferences at gmail.com. I mean, I, I keep wanting to say that uh, you can find us on all the social bullshits. Social bullshits. But I don't really check most of the social bullshits. I was say, we don't really pay attention to most <laughs> Sometimes of I'll find a message. This was, oh, Holly, this was done six months ago. Or right. we found that one. It was personally, it was like three years ago. Yeah. I responded to him. He goes, oh, dude, I've moved. I'm not even there anymore. When'd you move? Three years ago. Oh, shit. So... It's not a perfect system. Email will probably be the faster, but even with that, I don't check that often. So, yeah. Um, so we'll do. Uh, we'll try to be a little bit more frequent uh, with the, the uh, podcast, whether it be solo, different host. What I will find something so where there's more content, a little bit more frequently, and not this you know, once a month kind of kind of stuff. Um, so a final song, uh, I thought, you know what, I'm just going to go with a good old standby from Manchester, UK, one of my favorite bands, Oasis. Um, I'm, I just really like it. This one has no, um, no real singing. So it's a song called Fucking in the Bushes. So for, uh, Holly Timmerman, this is Lance Timmerman. Peace. Love you.
love them. Fun. Nice. Life. Youth. Beautiful. I'm all for it.